Hi, I'm Sam Walsh, producer of Multisite Masters. Welcome to this week's show. Don't forget, you can also now find the Multisite Masters podcast show on iTunes, SoundCloud and Stitcher Radio. This episode is brought to you by Yapster, the mobile chat app for retail and hospitality teams. Yapster is designed to bring the benefits of fast, open communication to staff who rarely, if ever, have access to a desktop computer, especially those in frontline service roles. Unlike WhatsApp and other free-to-use platforms, Yapster is under the full control of our customers and allows colleagues to interact in a secure, closed environment. It also integrates with your existing systems. Some of the UK's largest retail and hospitality brands are already using Yapster to drive sales, improve job satisfaction and lower staff turnover. To find out more about how Yapster can help your organisation, please visit yapster.info. That's Y-A-P-S-T-E-R dot info. Now I'm delighted to introduce our host for this week, Jane Sunley. Jane is founder and chair of HR consultancy Purple Cute, which advises some of the best known names in retail, hospitality and beyond on just how they can harness technology to improve employee engagement. She is also the author of The People Formula, 12 Steps to Productive, Profitable and Performing Business a book which will show you just how to harness simple, powerful and easy to apply business solutions to significantly enhance your business's reputation and boost both performance and profitability. You can contact the Purple Cube team via hello at purplecube.com or through their website purplecube.com. That's purple as in the colour, C-U-B-E-D, all one word, dot com. Right, on to the show. This week, Jane is talking to Ben Tyra, Head of People at Crush Food and Juice Bars. Founded in 1998, Crush have been on the scene for some time now and have grown steadily ever since, with over 25 sites in and around London. Ben and his team at Crush now find themselves at an interesting stage. Their product is well-defined and a hit, and their brand is starting to establish itself. Now what they really want is to make a name for themselves and attract the right people and talent to their mission. Over to you, Jane. Hello, I'm Jane Sunley and welcome to the podcast with Ben Tyra from Crush. Hi, Jane. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. Um, Let's just kind of go back a bit and tell me a little bit about you and your career and your journey into Crush and how you've ended up being in this completely healthy environment. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's not it's definitely not been a direct journey to a healthy environment for me. I uh, I started my career kind of in in restaurants, bars, clubs. Um, so once I was at college, um, found a love for hospitality and all things hospitality. So went off there and kind of started a career there. I was a general manager for a bit for a restaurant and. Um, Really, kind of training and people was was the foundation of any success I had on a site level. So, got that route and ended up in London working for um, a very well-known chain of cocktail bars in London. Um, and obviously, working for cocktail bars is as glorious and as and, and as a, uh, detrimental to your lifestyle as you would imagine it is. So, uh, <laughs> ventured into different kind of routes, went into USR and um, ended up proposing. Uh, wanting to settle down and deciding that I needed a bit more of a healthy lifestyle and uh, Crush fits that, Crush fit that very well. So found Crush, falling in love and uh, yeah, I'm here now. So. And I take it she said yes, did she? 
She did, yeah. Otherwise, that. But I mean, I could be getting healthy for the next one. But no, she did. She did say yes. She did say yes. I'm very lucky. Well, so. congratulations. Good for you. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> so the health food boom is, you know, not just on the high street. It's everywhere at the moment. How has it impacted your hiring strategies? Because presumably everybody's looking for people who want to get into health at the moment. They are, yeah. And I think, um, I think. Where we're lucky as a business is that Crush has been going since 98. So we, we've got kind of a good core of people who work for us because it reflects their lifestyle. And so that refer a friend kind of approach to recruitment is still um, still works for us. The rate that we're expanding currently is, is quite sustainable. I think people also know us as a brand that caters to a healthy living that's not preachy. So as a result, people approach us to work for us because it reflects their lifestyle. Um, and we're doing more to kind of attract those people from a customer point of view as well as an employee point of view. So the more awareness we spread about the brand, um, that becomes our recruitment strategy, if that makes sense. It's more about that this is what we do, and if you have an affinity for it, you don't have to just be a customer. You can come work here. Um, it works wonders because it gives us a really diverse pool of, of employees, um, kind of all ages, all creeds, all backgrounds, which is great for us. Um, so we hope, we think and we hope that that will kind of sustain us for at least the next few years and the kind of growth plans that we've got. Um, and we try not to pay too much attention to the other brands trying to be healthy because um, we kind of side off there. So that's kind of the core of what we do. Because you obviously believe you're the best. So for anybody who might not know Crush, if I was a, a customer and came into, into a Crush branch, what would I expect? I think you, you, you should expect kind of healthy fit food and drink that's not preachy. And I think it's, it's important, you know, we, we definitely don't think we're the best. <laughs> we're definitely, there's lots that we can improve on. Um, but you, you should expect, you know, some knowledge around nutrition, some knowledge around the food that's going into your body, the drink that's going into your body. Um, but more specifically, knowledge that's not too dense and, and too kind of alienating. Certainly speaking for myself, I, I've never been interested in much the kind of past food being fuel <laughs> like this it's always really been my approach but um so i wouldn't kind of have too much time for someone preaching you know you should be eating this you shouldn't be eating this but there's certainly a you know this is better for you this is um this is better for you as an individual with your lifestyle you, you should expect that when you come into a crush yeah yeah exactly and and some might say you have quite a quirky culture with your blueberry shrubs and your um, enforced ginger shots, which I'm sure you'll tell us about in a little while. Um, how are you going to keep this alive as you continue to grow? Because I know you've got very ambitious plans. We do, yeah, and I think we're 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 fortunate in that those ambitious plans. Part of that is ensuring that we have the people to the point where I, the question asked by the board and the stakeholders is: before we venture into each stage of this expansion. Do we have the talent necessary to do that? That's a question that's asked prior to, not afterwards. Um, right. And I think maintaining it is just part of ensuring that we don't hire anybody that's too cool for school. I mean, like the, the reality of it is, is that the people who work for us enjoy that culture and kind of live that culture. And so recruitment and who we hire is key yes. to keeping that. If, if someone wants to be a part of it, they can. Um, if they don't, then that's fine. There's, there's hundreds of other places to work. Yeah, absolutely, quite right. So tell us about those blueberry shrubs, Ben. Yeah, so the blueberry shrub is, is basically the name given to the team member role in the business. So we have this thing in the business called the Orchard Programme. Um, 
which fits really well with our brand, obviously fresh fruit, fruit juices and smoothies. Um, and it, it's, it's essentially our career pathway in Crush. So it's, it's tackling that perception of the QSR kind of sector being quite transient. And we make it clear to everyone when they join, there's a career opportunity here. Most of the people that work in the office started as waiters or bartenders or baristas in their various sectors and have grown that way. So the audit program is a very clear, you start as a, you start as a blueberry shrub being crushed and this is your training available to you. This is, you sign off, this is how you graduate, that makes sense. Um, and then it grows into the different trees for the different roles in the business. And the employees are handed this on the first day that they start working for us. So they're handed a pack of information that details, you know, if you're interested in a career, here's what you do. It's not prescriptive, so it's not like a, a school syllabus or a road or anything like that. It's, yeah. you know, these are the training courses, these are the training things. Um, and it is born of a culture of, if you want development, it's there for you. Come and get it. Um, and if you don't, that's fine. Um, but you, it's there for you. You have to kind of own your own development and go for it. So you put yourself on the courses and you approach the respective kind of training manager about that portion of the program and, and, and things like that. And it, it, it either empowers the employee to grow and develop themselves as much as we develop them, which has kind of been the key to most of the senior management team's personal success in their careers. Or it encourages people to say, actually, you know what, I'm happy just to do this day to day and actually I really enjoy this. Um, and it enables us to, if anybody feels like they're not getting development, it enables us to kind of push back and say, actually, you know, here it is in all its glory. Um, you just need to ask kind of thing and you just need to go for it kind of thing. So the Orchard program and the, and the blueberry shrub and the, the, all the different trees that we have on it is, is essentially kind of a, a cultural way of saying, you can grow, you can develop, and, and it's there for you, but you have to go for it. Yeah, and that's so right, you know, because it's all about making it individual, isn't it? There's nothing worse than kind of sheep dipping people into various courses that they don't really want to go on, and then you spend your whole time chasing them up to get there, whereas if they're driving it, they're going to turn up and do it, aren't they, which is brilliant. So, yeah, good for Absolutely. you. Absolutely, and, and it, put, it puts us in a position whereby, you know, the reality of it is someone... Some, some one person might benefit from a course on customer service. Some other person, it would be a waste of an hour for them. So having kind of a module and having a um, kind of a modular approach to the roles within the business enables us to say to people, look, if you feel like this is a strength of yours and your manager feels like this is a strength of yours, don't spend time on that. Spend time on this instead. This is more benefit to you. So it's... It, it is a very tricky balance. It's something that we're always kind of quite paranoid about, about being too prescriptive. Um, and it, because of that, I feel like we've got the right approach at the moment. So maintain yeah. that coming to upon itself. But yeah, we're, uh, we're, we're happy and the employees are happy with it so far, which is uh, important. So yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because putting people through learning and development that they don't actually need is, is counterproductive, really, isn't it? You can alienate people yeah. um, terribly. Yeah, I, I know someone who, who went on an induction in quite a senior job, actually, and was you know, put onto all sorts of things that he kept saying, but I've done about seven of these and nobody listened and he ended up leaving. So, you know, yeah. you've got to make it um, individual, as we say. Um, okay, so you talked a little bit about how you attract talent in and there's a bit of a crossover between customers and people who might come and work for you. Um, are they? Do they have to be kind of into the health food stuff when they get there or is it easy to convert people like like yourself? 
I, I think it's um I I mean that's a scary sort of converting people to I think it's a great <laughs> sort of converting people to a healthier lifestyle. But I think it I, I think it's more down to um the reality of it is probably about eighty percent of the people that start working for us have a good idea of a healthy lifestyle and, and understand nutrition probably better than right. um yeah. your average show blogs. And that's just because they're interested. I think the other 20% are 100% like me, you know, food is fuel. Uh, I've never really thought too much about nutrition. And actually, um, I'm interested in working for the business, not just for the healthier lifestyle, but also the culture that that encourages. As a, as a HR, as an L&D professional, you kind of, you, you, you go to meetings and, and seminars and people wax lyrical about the benefits of well-being for the employee and how that benefits yeah. the business on the larger scales. I think what's exciting about Crush is that's at the core of the product and, and what, what I'm passionate about is, is making that the core of our people. So those 20% that might not be into food, there's no conversion. They join because actually we do the fun stuff that other businesses do to encourage well-being because it's a part of our brand and a part of our core. So I, I think it's, it, yeah, I think it is accessible to everyone. It's not preachy. But we yeah. do see a lot of people with that advanced knowledge coming to work for us because we we can kind of scale up to that. We can have those complex conversations about nutrition, but also we can kind of talk to people who aren't interested in that about other things like the weather and stuff like that. So we're not... Exactly. Yeah, I think it's accessible. I definitely think it's accessible. Yeah. So what you're doing, I guess, I mean, yeah, as you say, a lot of people are informed already, but then you are informing rather than converting because then, of course, it does make sense, doesn't it? You know, when you when you know how good things are for you, I suppose you, you, you fall into that healthy habit so oh, great stuff very good and um, can I ask you you had a fairly recent change of CEO and in a culture that's so specific as yours how's the shift gone from uh, you know outgoing to, to incoming how's that worked and, and what's been affected by that yeah so we, we, the change of CEO happened relatively recently as you said and, and it is a it has been a massive change for the business, um, or kind of not for the reason you'd expect. So both, I've, I've been fortunate enough to work with both of the CEOs, um, and I, both the CEOs share a passion for kind of healthy living in different ways. The previous CEO was actually very advanced in his nutritional knowledge and, and, and that kind of lifestyle. The new CEO is actually a, a massive foodie, loves his food, is passionate about food, understands nutrition as part of that, but is more passionate about delicious food and, and kind of his focus is there. And I think the biggest change has actually been their their, their approach and their style. So the, the kind of core of the brands remain the same, but their approach has been very different, almost opposite ends of the scale. Um, the incoming CEO has started life as a barista. That's how he started his career, and he's kind of developed through the various roles and become a CEO. And his approach is very on the ground, talk to the team, work with the team, <clears throat> understand the operation of the business, and then grow the business from that. The previous CEO had that real kind of powerful strategic knowledge and understanding of how to guide a business kind of longer term and I think the two have merged really well. Obviously the new yeah. CEO has that as well. But it's been it you know, there was there's real hesitation from the employees when the CEO changed because the previous CEO has been with the business for a very long time, about twelve years. So he's wow. been with the business quite a while. And that, those concerns went away very quick because the new CEO went and worked with the team in the different stores and kind of on a human level said, you know, what do you think and where do you think we need to go and, and that 
that's really breeding quite a nice culture. It's really complementing what the previous CEO had put in place. Um, so it's been interesting, and it's been a massive shift almost for the business. But they've, they've it's worked out really well because they've kind of complemented each other. Yeah, I should. I imagine they'd love it if you sat that around there, you know, taking interest in them and working alongside. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. And very he, he does, he stick, yeah, he is, and he, and he sticks to it. Well, it's not something that he does as part of a as part of a, you know, I need to understand the business when I come in. It's, it's something that he does because you can see actually he, he, he does enjoy making a good coffee or, <laughs> or chatting to a customer over the till. It's something that he enjoys probably as much as, as the best people in the stores do. So, yeah, it's, uh, we're lucky in that respect. It's not, it's certainly not something I've experienced consistently across my career from a CEO. So, yeah. No, very interesting. And, and was he the um, inventor of the the ginger shot penalty, or was that there already? Tell us about that. No, that's been there for a while. It's basically, um, ginger, um, I, I'm, I'm consistently told, is uh, is very good to ward off colds. And actually, I've, I'll back that. I was drinking, so I was I was made by a new trainee to drink a shot of ginger every day over the Christmas period to try and avoid a cold. And I, I, I didn't get one. My fiance come down with, I think, two over the course of December, <laughs> but I managed to avoid it. But it's more of a... Um, we do, because of the benefits of ginger, we want to encourage people to try it. The reality of it is, if you've never had a shot of ginger, it's a, a lovely, warming, nice kind of shot of shock for you. <laughs> so it is, it is a shock, but we help people get over by, you know, we say if you, you know, if you struggle with this test or or you can't do this in the time that we're doing in training, we make a game of it and we say, right, the fourth bit is a shot of ginger, and and, and it's not as it's not as kind of utilitarian as you must do the ginger because that kind of wouldn't be in line with no, the that might be a bit of bullying there, there but I get that <laughs> well, it's not yeah, like that you know most of the people that work for us are actually really up for it and you know as a result I have at least one double shot of ginger every week now um, because I've, I've seen the benefits for me and I think that's really the, the core of the brand a lot of it is it's quite intimidating healthy food and, and a healthy lifestyle especially if you're um, not from kind of you never concentrated on that in your life and getting over that hurdle the shot of ginger is almost like a way to do that it's a, look, look try this see the benefits and then naturally you'll see it's not that bad um, but it is the first time you do it <laughs> he's never done it yeah a bit of a shock to the system I'm a massive ginger <laughs> yeah. fan so I'm with you on this yeah absolutely oh, great. Good. <laughs> so what do you think's next for the high street when it comes to um to healthy stuff because there seems to be uh, you know new concepts popping up all over the place really yeah I think obviously there's a massive um, kind of focus and double down on sugar and and it, I think what I my very limited knowledge of nutrition I I can certainly see that there are cycles and you know one year something is a focus and the next is something else is a focus I think for the high street I think it's just about making the general product range more accessible um, and more transparent, I think consumers are certainly, my friends are becoming much more aware of nutrition and what we're putting into our bodies than they've ever been before. And I think as a result, businesses have to be on top of that. So, yeah, I think you're going to see, probably going to see, certainly from Crush, you'll see a lot more accessible, healthy food items, food items that look similar to things that you've been having for years that are maybe have been worked on to be more healthy, to be less processed, to be more fresh. Um, and I think you can see already all brands on the high street are starting to do this. You can see, the, the, especially in QSR, you can see all brands are 
focusing on a fitter approach to food, more transparency, simpler products that are better for the body. So I really do think that's just going to continue. I don't think this is a, a, a quirk or a trend. I think it's something that is going to go forward that way. So. Yeah, makes total sense. And how about your own key priorities for this year? What's what you're going to be working on? I think for me, from a from a people point of view, we've spent the better part of a year kind of investing in um, the senior function of the team and and the strategy piece. And and specifically for me, I've I've spent a lot of time creating an environment, an awesome place to work, um, not just. The, the kind of good place to work and, and a real awesome, not a cliche, this is awesome, but actually a place that the, the team feel is, is they deserve and is good for them. And that the challenge for me in the year ahead is actually making people aware that we are that now. I think one of the biggest, one of the biggest battles I face is that I've personally in my career, I've never really been too good at the, the PR piece of shouting that we do this good because to a certain degree, there's always the fear that you're, you kind of it, it becomes PR, it becomes a marketing exercise, and it's not genuine. But actually, it's definitely necessary, specifically for Crush. It's necessary that people know, you know, here are the things that we do for our people. Here are the benefits that are working for us. And the reason that's a challenge is because if we don't make people aware of that. The business, as we grow and as we expand, at some point, the, the pipeline of incoming talent won't sustain the growth of the business. So the challenge, very much, is actually. It, it sounds simple, it's letting people know we're a great place to work, but it, it's actually quite complex because everybody's kind of shouting that message. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, that's certainly my biggest challenge for the next year. Yeah, and it's it's about making the messages simple, isn't it, sometimes? I remember when Pret-a-Manger first opened years ago and they were saying, you know, you can wear jeans and you can go home at four and we party at Pret. And, you know, they used to get thousands and thousands of on-spec applications I'm sure they they still do because people thought they were cool and I guess it's just about simple messages um, very mm. well publicized really isn't it mm. yeah and that's certainly the approach and the focus that we're, we're, we're going to yeah. be taking over the next year so yeah well it sounds like exciting times and everybody should be beating a door to crush for a for a job in uh, 2017 yeah they're so more than ben, welcome they can uh, yeah more than welcome. <laughs> So, Ben Tyra from Crush, thank you very much for joining this Multi-Site Masters podcast today. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Thank you to our guest, Ben Tyra from Crush Food and Juice Bars, and to our host, Jane Sunley, founder and chair of Purple Cubed. If you want to get in touch with either Ben or Jane, you can find their contact details on our website, multisitemasters.co.uk. Thanks also to our episode sponsor, Yapster, the mobile chat app for retail and hospitality teams. Some of the UK's biggest retail and hospitality brands are already using Yapster to drive sales, improve job satisfaction and lower staff turnover. To find out more about how Yapster can help your organisation, please visit yapster.info. That's Y-A-P-S-T-E-R dot info. We hope you enjoyed the show and we look forward to welcoming you back for next week's episode. In the meantime, if you'd like to feature on a future podcast with us or would like to suggest a colleague or someone you think would be great on the show, just get in touch. You can email me at producer at multisitemasters.co.uk or check out our website. Thanks. <laughs>